review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Yes, everyone, it's time to actually start talking about Vince McMahon, the one we know and none of his stupid fucking family members. I'm John Hastings. <laughs> yeah, I'm Dylan Gott. No, we're going to talk about his, um, his uh, sister first. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Roderick R- McMahon Jr. I think we already did. He was a nice guy at the end. Oh, yeah, Rod Jr. Yeah, Rod Jr. The man that Vince clearly hates more than all of the stepfathers who beat the shit out of him. So this is the this is going to be good because this is, well, not good. This is going to be... It's going to um, be good for Dylan because Dylan, Dylan thinks it's okay to hit kids. Here's what you need to take away from this episode. <laughs> Dylan Gott is cool with child abuse. And John Hastings is jealous of Vince's mom. That's it. Those are the two things you need to know. She seemed like a nice lady who did her best, and I am... Jealous? I'm not jealous. You didn't read the whole thing, did you? No, I did. <laughs> okay, yeah. Recording this episode, I'm just conscious of the no context wrestler review Twitter account, and it's it's like just it's like knowing that your diary is going to be published, but only the parts where you have weird dreams are shown to the bullies. But I mean, at least it, that's the whole point of it is to take it out of context, and also. The fun thing about wrestling is that no one will ever like this enough or be able to listen to it long enough to uh, really cause any detriment to our careers. Absolutely. Because it's kind of it's kind of like the nerd version of talking about which routes to take on the highway <laughs> the fastest. Yeah. Where it's just like the people who like also like getting like the highway and getting places fast will listen, but otherwise, you literally, it's unlistenable. And it's also the benefit we have if someone's like, I can't believe you said it about this person. We can just be like, I've always thought this going, oh, we're just quoting what he actually said. We're not standing by it. We're just reporting what the real man said. And then if they go to Bill Watts for comment, then they're going to meet the real right-wing portion of America. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I cheated on my wife. Yeah, I stole a blind man's business, because if you can't see me coming, ha! Bill Watts. Yeah, if this podcast and we did the type of uh, humor that we do, and it was like a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, then people would be upset, and rightly so, because uh, you'd be talking about people who are actors and probably good people, people who do volunteer work. But when you're talking about carnies who are like, I know what we'll do. There's no bingo on Saturdays, so we'll play fight, and I'll take all the money when everyone's not done the fighting yet. Uh Uh-oh, I don't have enough money for my child support. I better go to this church and then steal the collection plate, because I'm better than God. (laughs) So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to start talking about the man who uh, certainly took wrestling to new heights, his childhood, Vincent... Kennedy McMahon, Vince Kennedy McMahon was born in 1945, August 24th. The Nazis were defeated and God said, I need to, uh, Hitler is dead. I better make new Hitler on earth. (laughs) He was born in Moore County, North Carolina. Now, I looked up a census. There was like 80,000 people in the entire county. It was a very, very poor place. And he did live in a trailer park. But he said the trailer park is actually the nicer 
uh, living situation that he had because they lived in a house with no indoor plumbing for a good portion of his youth. The other thing Yolo. to remember is he's living in an eight-foot-wide trailer with minimum four people. Yeah. Four people in the width of eight feet. Me laid down plus my dick. That's how big this trailer was. Whoa. <laughs> you have a foot and a half dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Width, not length. Width? Yeah. That's cartoonish. John, I think you're lying. No, I'm not. I am a medical marvel in that I can fuck women, but what I have to do is mush my head inside of them and then just go, I'm sorry. And then I pee. I don't know how to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever hear about the guy who, uh, did you tell me about this? The guy who has the biggest dick in the world, but he did it with like silicone. Like he just got a bunch of silicone and a needle injected into his dick and he so that's doesn't like he can't be he's not hard or anything like he can't get hard but he just loves having a huge hug everyone's like isn't it like can you not have a girlfriend or anything because you're you can't get hard and he's like yeah but like look at the size of this thing. i mean that guy that guy is living his that guy is living his best life what do you i you know i want to help people what do you i want to have a big dick uh the cost of it is it'll never work i don't care man i'm always gonna <laughs> i will always have fun at a buffalo wild wing Extra honey mustard. We're going to charge you. How about you and me have a size off? Littlest dick pays for the honey mustard. I mean, I don't know why I'm agreeing to this, but let's do it. Ha <laughs> ha! Siliconed you. Um, yeah, everyone says be yourself and like don't listen to what people say, but then when it comes to injecting your penis with silicone so that it's big but amorphous and uh, can never get hard, they judge you. And you know what? If anyone out there wants to do their own big dick surgery, we're with you. Yeah. We, I stand strong with you, you weird... Or big clit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to do to your genitals, we stand with you. Do you want to just inject a bunch of olive oil into your vagina using a shovel for some reason? Wrestle Review approves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that would do, but do that. No yeah, idea. Sure. No idea. I just... Hey, what's going on? I just got to go Pam spray my puss. Fuck yeah, you fucking crazy diamond. Uh, a friend of mine slept with a man for years. It was one of her major hookups who had a micro penis. And I asked her, what was that like? And she was like, I can't even feel it when it goes in me, but that guy can eat box like no one I've ever met in my life. And I was like, that's good. <laughs> He's probably very sad. No, she said he was totally fine with it because he basically like he knew what he had early on. And he is like way up front where he's just like, listen, it's really small, but I will go down on you. And like everyone's good for him. Yeah, I respect that man. It must suck to have a micro penis because that's like the last people in society. It's totally fine to like eighties bully. Oh, that's not true. There's a lot of the uh, uh, micro penis is on the list, but there's a variety of other people that you can absolutely. If you're only if you're really into badminton, you're getting it from all sides. Um, excuse me, bartender, can you put on the badminton game? No, but. China's competing against Taiwan. <laughs> get the fuck out. Get get the fuck out. Uh, I'll challenge you to a size off. I'll fucking cut your dick off. Tennis is supposed to be... The table's supposed to be the ground. You don't elevate it and make it small. Just this dumb story, and then we'll talk about Vince McMahon's horrible childhood. I know. That literally is like the origin story of a serial killer, but one time Nigel Ung, who's a Malaysian comedian, uh, we were in Edinburgh, and he's like, do you want to play table tennis? And I was like, no, I, I'm really shit. Like, yeah. it, it, you'd have to, I'm really, really bad at it. And he's like, 
And he just, he was not trying to be funny. He just was, looked ahead and said very seriously, well, if you're white bad, I'm Asian good, so there is no way we can play. (laughs) I was like, like, what? He's like, I always, I can't actually try against white people. I'll destroy them. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I have everyone in my family. He's like, he went, apparently he went to a school and then this kid was like talking about, I don't know, I'm pretty good at ping pong. And then he did the one paddle thing. You know when they hold it? Have you ever seen ping pong where they played? uh, It's called table tennis, Dylan. It's called table tennis, you racist. No, but where you hold the paddle, like, you don't hold the paddle up and out. You hold it, like, so that the paddle itself is, like, over on your forearm. Yeah, he did that and just, like, killed the guy. And then it was, like, everyone was just, everyone was just, uh, jaws were agape with how amazing he was at table. There was a kid in my elementary school named Fazil Kazam who was, like, being scouted to be on the Canadian Olympic table tennis team. Yeah, and to your point, uh, the, one of the guys in my school... Um, almost made the Canadian badminton team because he was 15 and played badminton. Yeah, that's how you do that. It's like, you know, it's like why Cool Runnings is so funny. It's like, we want to be the bobsled team. Yep, all right, sure, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, okay, there's six people who want to do this, and now there is eight. Sweet, so you guys are on the team. Yeah, 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 (laughs) two alternates. Fuck, yeah. Speaking of alternates, Vince McMahon Jr., if he had an alternative childhood, we wouldn't be subjected to the angry rantings of a crazy man um christopher hobson within the research by the way broke down um the um uh, medical markers for a sociopath vince mcmahon has all of them it was sociopath versus psychopath right and so psychopath is what sociopath is may or may not be a bad person and psychopath is you goddamn better believe he's a fucking psychopath you know what i mean uh, and he is a psychopath. Yeah, he's not even a sociopath. <laughs> so here's what happens. Immediately after Vince's birth, uh, there is a divorce, and she keeps the kid. This being uh, uh, kids, Victoria Hanner. Kids. Rod and uh, Vince, yes. Uh, Rod, of course, was very sad. Vince, as a baby, as his dad left, yelled, You're fired! <laughs> I still can't believe you fucking name a kid. You name a kid after you, and then you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I am also leaving that kid. Yeah. You take the kid. It's just got my name. Yeah. I don't also don't raise him with my name. Oh, can you make sure also you um you find as your next husband a child's drawing of a vict of a man who turns uh, of a predator? Can you make sure you find that? You got it, Vince Senior. I will. Enter Vince's stepdad. Yeah, Vince had a uh, very much a 50s stepdad and not a 90s stepdad. 50s stepdad, or 90s stepdad rather, is, uh, hey, your uh, mom doesn't want you to smoke cigarettes, but you know what? As long as you don't uh, flaunt around the house and hide them well, she doesn't need to know. Yeah, man. And then uh, 50s stepdad is like, hey, you smoking cigarettes? Well, first of all, they're mine now. Second of all, half of them are going out on your face because that's a sport I like. Yeah, here's the thing with all of the furniture in the house. I might want to sit on it. You don't get furniture. Yeah, you stand. Yeah. You stand at all times. Barefoot. I own your shoes. (laughs) You are a cat. You shit in sand. You piss in sand. Toilets for men. Toilets are for men. 
if we go to a restaurant, you never say that I'm not your dad because if people know your mom's had sex with someone other than me, I will have to bury you alive other than your head. Here's something that just occurred to me. They're in an eight-foot-wide trailer. Vince and Rod McMahon, as ch- uh, children, definitely just watched their pa- their mom and stepdad fuck because there is no way this piece of shit has boundaries and would wait for them to leave. I guarantee, night-night, boys. If you hear some squishing noise, that's me fucking your mom. <laughs> um, mom, mom, did you get a boot stuck in some mud? No, that's my cock, Vince. Now suck it. And then he, he wrote down the word suck it and was like, I'm going to use that later. You're a degenerate, Vince. I'm going to use that too. Oh, yeah. They, they're in a trailer park. They're in a home without plumbing. Um, there's a bunch of Marines that are hanging around. And you know what? You better believe Vince McMahon is getting in fights with those Marines. When he's a fucking kid. Like, he's not... These are... That's crazy. So Marines have gone through boot camp and special training. So, at minimum, are like 19. My math is, okay, Vince, at best, is like 11. And he's fighting trained killers. And why would he need to? Why would he need to fight train killer? Train killer's dad? Oh, or uh, Dylan? Because his stepdad is ritualistically beating the shit out of him, and I assume his mom is just going like, "If I don't look at it, then it doesn't actually happen." Ah, la 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 la. And then Vince becomes a ball of rage and is unleashed unleashed in polite North Carolina society and goes and fights members of the military. Do you think during the tribute to the troops, he gets on the mic and tells uncomfortable stories like, where are the Marines? Ha ha! I used to fucking beat you boys up! Ha ha! I never thought about that. I never thought about the fact that like he does tributes to the troops now, and they're solely closely aligned with the army and patriotism. But Vince McMahon himself, as a ch- like his as ch- as a child, instead of playing stickball with the boys, he would just fight grown men. He had the exact same childhood as Al Capone. Al Capone also used to fight the army. <laughs> yeah, and he's he is a and he's a bootlegger of emotion. <laughs> they banned the gladiatorial pits, so Vince went, here's what we'll do. We will make matches in this corner, male prostitute versus a truck. <laughs> Welcome to WrestleMania 11. Do you want to know the thing that complicates the uh, Marine thing? Because it's pretty straight ahead. These Marines, if they're fighting like kids, they're bullies, right? Of course. You want to know what complicates I would love to. This is North Carolina. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, the Marines uh, afford that community's first influx of black people. Oh, no. Yeah, so there's racist taunts, baby, and you better believe Vinnie Mac is one of those kids. But also, it's probably, like, I don't think, for all the things we're going to say about how uh, bad a person Vince McMahon is over this, I don't think you could, like, he's clearly taking the lead from the adults of the situation. Also, if you think about it, it's 1945. The Civil War, uh, like, there's still people around that remember the Civil War and are like, we should have goddamn won, and this is definitely one of the Confederate states. So if you think things are weird in the South now, uh, think about what they were like 75 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, like, you have to remember this about anything you hear about the Old West or gunslingers of the Old West. Those weren't like, they're just outlaws. Those were all ex-confederate soldiers that are like not my fucking country and went on a paramilitary terroristic rampage towards western expan or um uh northern expansion in the south and the west that's what those guys were 
Yeah. The reason why Jesse James got shot in the back by someone in his gang is because the governor went, kill this man. He's trying to rally an army together to start another civil war. All of those guys are heroes in the South for the exact reason of this is, again, this is the the mid-50s. So now what's happening in that time is all of the statues of Confederate soldiers are being built then because they're trying to repress the black population that is moving into those states. So in this time, Vince McMahon, a young white man from a trailer park, is fighting black soldiers. Welcome to everything you need to know about the portrayal of African-American people in the WWF. You're an African man. You're a witch doctor. You're good at athletics. Nothing else. Yes, but there's. this is what I'll say is I think that mostly, obviously, is is just taken from the stuff he watched as a kid and obviously pro wrestling archetypes. He still hasn't had a black um, army or like a black soldier. Of course not. No, you could play as that guy Tony in one of the video games that I forget. Went back when they were like, hey, John Cena's a white rapper, but look, he has all these black friends. And the black friends always get beat up, such as Crime Time. Ah, yes, Crime Time. That weird tag team that now sings The New Day. The New Day. Yeah, the Street Profits, who were like two talented wrestlers, but now just basically act as like boys to men yep he they just uh yeah they just uh they just talk about what's gonna be on tv and then leave the thing. it's so fucking confused oh it's right before the royal rumble now some singing no yep that's what oh for fuck's sake make them sing they love to sing they're musical people (laughs) here's the fun thing is i love that who vince mcmahon is granted interviews to because we got uh most of the sources for this are playboy a muscle and fitness cigar from four years aficionado. Ago. Yeah, New York Times. That and then of course an interview with Matt Lauer. That had to be. Let's talk shop, and I don't mean about wrestling. Noted butt rapist Matt Lauer pops in to talk to Vince McMahon. Yeah, what did Matt Lauer do? Oh, a lot of a lot of like. Oh, Matt, I'm in your hotel room by yourself. Yep, time to fuck. Um, I don't want to do that. Oh, too late. I'm a horrible monster. Oh no. Yeah, I watched uh, the morning show. And uh, let me tell you this. There's a flashback. Steve Carell, uh, you know how you watch a TV show and you're like, that's Steve Carell. Uh, you forget it's Steve Carell. Very good show. Yeah, I want to watch it. I read Ronan Farrow's book called Catch and Kill all about his uh, research into the Harvey Weinstein case. And then it also goes into the Matt Lauer case because essentially NBC, which is the company Matt Lauer worked for, was trying to cover up the Harvey Weinstein thing because Harvey Weinstein knew what Matt Lauer was up to and they were concerned that one was going to on sheath the other and boy howdy did they cool that's really good no one ever, <laughs> they've tried to unsheath vince mcmahon but people are just like this is the th- this is the hiding in plain sight thing that wrestling affords people where something is so silly that you can you uh, wwe reminds me of and obviously it's not this bad it's not this bad i think vince mcmahon is sort of an amoral businessman and not like an actually really really horrible person because we're going to talk more about his childhood obviously but there's a if you guys want to listen to uh there's a really good podcast on a group called um shinrikyo in japan and their leader was they were just like this silly cult they were a silly cult and uh they were always on japanese tv as like a zany guest they would just make fun of and uh Ever, they would say things, and then everyone would laugh. Oh, look how stupid these guys are! And then they attempted a sarin gas attack that killed, I think, a couple thousand people. But 
only because it fucked up, it should have killed like tens of millions of people. I thought it was only killed a few hundred people, and it should have killed like a million. I don't know how many people it killed, but yeah, it could have should have killed like a million. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. Because the guys, they fucked up. They fucked up. Uh, yeah, they fucked up. Or like one guy dropped a briefcase too soon, or something like that. Like he, they fucked up and uh, messed up the attack. But this is a lot of what wrestling reminds me of. Such as like if you want to look up, I mean it's a dead website now, but the Vince McMahon dead spin stuff where uh, he gets caught, where he like stalks the woman that gave him a massage and shit. Um, because you know what they say, uh, if you abuse, you were probably abused. And uh, <laughs> this is, you know, the funny thing is, we should have done this for Patreon because this is gonna be not good. If you liked, if you like how uncomfortable we sound, head on over to Patreon and you can hear two nice men just living the crimes of others. Although I will say this, Vince McMahon has some pretty fucking badass quotes when it comes to his stepfather, Leo Upton, who worked as an electrician. And uh, if you're thinking, wow, he beat Vince, that's horrible. He, you better believe he used some of his tools uh, from being an electrician to also beat him. Yeah, Leo Upton sounds like a real piece of shit. One of Vince's more famous quotes from the Playboy interview, and I'm paraphrasing, is, uh, my stepfather died and I was sad that I wasn't the one who got to kill him. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what he says. But he also is like weirdly like, well, I mean, we did have good times. We used to watch Jackie Gleason together and that that was good. Yeah, it's probably like that was the only time he was laughing and I didn't have to cry. But I had to laugh loud. Oh jeez. Oh jeez, oh, John. No. Uh Vincent Rod, uh let me I also just want to talk about this cuz this is also part of it, is so he's trying to act out outside of the home to cope with the absolute chaos he's being brought up in. So he tries to fall in with a bad crowd. But even him and Rod, Rod, by the way, according to those that knew them as children, Rod McMahon was actually the more charismatic one. But neither one of them even fit in with the bad, like the quote unquote bad kids or the local gang in North Carolina in Moore County. They essentially were just sort of loner kids off on their own. Vince McMahon said to Matt Lauer in 2001, it's frustrating for a child to know that they're different and you don't fit in. Maybe you're not quite as bright or uh, made fun of. Kids will do that. I guess maybe I always resorted back to the one common denominator. When I was terribly frustrated like that, that was, of course, physicality. Essentially what he was saying was, if they didn't want to be my friends, they're my enemy and my enemies get killed. And that's really all you need to know about Vince McMahon's entire fucking life. Because look at how he reacts to aggression from someone else. Bobby the Brain Heenan was essentially cast out after WCW, and a lot of people in the inner circle of Vince McMahon always think that's because Vince didn't have to close the circle with Bobby. They left on good terms, so he's just like, I don't need him in my life. He's nor my friend nor my enemy, as opposed to people like Mean Gene Okerlund or Hulk Hogan or Bret the Hitman Hart, who literally went on fucking scathing rants about the Ric Flair, the piece of shit that Vince is. He went out of his way to bring them back into the fold and financially control them because he does not ever, he has never felt accepted because of the environment he grew up in and the circumstances of his uh, upbringing. So he controls the world he lives in and his only relationship towards compassion and love is through control, which is probably why uh, Shane left. Because Shane wanted to be CEO, felt he deserved to be CEO, and Vince went, no, I'm CEO, and Shane left, and apparently the relationship has never been the same. No, that's great. That's very interesting stuff. That's This is a lot of this is going to be just be bullshit theories about, because here's one that I have. Um, this is this is, uh, this is uh, going to get dark. <laughs> so there is allusions that Vince McMahon has made to him being 
sexually abused as a child is according to the research done by ace reviewer uh at Ray- ace researcher christopher hobson this is not concrete this obviously not concrete. we are not journalists we are literally the opposite of journalists we are two men with fat loads and with comedy careers nice um the i don't care i'll give up my sources right now yeah who's your source that's a big thing with journalists right i'll protect your sources Who's your source? Oh, fine. I'll, do you want me to go? I won't tell them you're coming to kill them, and we'll just show up at the yeah, house. Yeah, he, our source's name is Hobson. We don't know where he lives. He might have a family. He might not. We we don't know about we don't know a lot about his private life, and uh, but he seems very considerate, and he once made a T-shirt of our show, and uh, so now he works for us. <laughs> he makes much more money than us, and works for us. He's smarter than us. Yeah, all. he. He is able to boil down the absolute terror that is the Vince McMahon childhood into a readable document that Dylan and I then don't read and then try and just remember based on what we thought was in it. (laughs) Uh, According to the research that he has done, it is heavily implied and heavily speculated that Vince McMahon was abused by his mom, uh, which goes, and the reason why he's not gone further into it. in interviews such as the 2001 Playboy interview, is that he says the perpetrator was a woman, and he didn't want to go into specifics because the situation was so weird, which absolutely plays into what Dylan is saying about Vince's relationship with women and Vince's portrayal of and ability to cross boundaries with his daughter and the implications he has made with his daughter in that Vince's moral scope of what is appropriate is absolutely broken. And I guarantee... Without him marrying Linda, we would have he would have done the angle where Stephanie is pregnant and he's the father. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's uh he's beaten all the time. Um, and according to his recollection, it's basically like the, Leo's beating up his mom. He talks shit to Leo, so Leo will beat him instead. Um, and the uh, the only I can see fun part about his childhood is i think the reason he likes poop jokes so much is because as he as we talked about he did live in a house with indoor plumbing so without indoor plumbing rather so they had to shit outside especially in the winter so you had to like dig a hole and shit in <laughs> so he just like watched his brother shit and he shit Man, in Vince a hole McMahon, which is Vince McMahon's childhood memories are like a fucking james joyce novel I'm in the trailer watching my, <laughs> my parents fuck. Time to watch my brother shit, and then I'll get pliers put on my nose. I fucking hate this. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. Like, no wonder, by the way, this man has never been... Nails tried to fucking kill this guy, and he got up and then told the Mountie he's losing the match and had an argument with Roddy Piper. Like, you can see why nothing phases this maniac. Oh, you're the prince of Saudi Arabia? Try and cut my fucking head off. Your family will be dead before my head hits the fucking ground, and I'll be the one that fucking kills them. Why? Because I'm the only one that knows Brock's safe word. (laughs) Oh, you guarantee when Nails choked him, Vince just, like, started crying, and he's like, why are you crying? He's like, because I'm so fucking happy you fucking tried me. And then he got a boner that stabbed through his chest. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were my dad. What? Oh, God. Uh, I need a new skin mask. Here's the thing you don't know about Linda. She she doesn't like to participate, but she likes to watch Vinny work. And then just a chainsaw revs. There you go, hun. (laughs) Also, by the way, I forgot about this. 
it got we're recording this on a good day so sorry uh due to scheduling conflicts and john's super cool career we had to record this on saturday the first day of the xfl the new xfl baby and if by the end of this this isn't also the xf we do another moratorium for a new xfl league i'll be impressed oh ladies and gentlemen mark your calendars february of 2021 coming now the moratorium for xfl part two and quite possibly the moratorium for the WWE based on their current financial prospects. Because as of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, the WWE network might be going away. Uh, and they'll be selling their tape they'll be selling their tape li- library to India. Is his master financial plan plan to save his company. What a fucking maroon. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that weird stuff uh, on another podcast, I guess, for patrons or something. But yeah, I think they're I think they're doing fine. Start to say that's a little teaser for a podcast that we may or may not make. Who I hundred percent disagree. Uh, all right, uh, but what I will say, I know I, I just want I want to talk about this. So Vince also, of course, had behavioral issues when he was at school. Um, was the abuse a factor? Obviously. Uh, other factors were, of course, a variety of learning disabilities. He said in the 2001 Playboy interview, when Shane had alleged, and even look at the quote, had alleged learning disabilities. When Shane was weak, not like his sister or me, like his mom, like his dumb, stupid mom. When Shane had alleged learning disabilities in high school, we put him on Ritalin. When I was in school, there was no Ritalin. Attention deficit disorder hadn't been discovered, so I was just a bad kid. As well as ADD, it's widely reported that Vince has dyslexia, which, of course, he's not going to fucking admit. He doesn't even admit that he sneezes. Exactly. And this is this is the whole thing where Vince was bullied so much as a kid and thought of as Rod's little brother, shitty little brother. No one will have him, even have him in their shitty gang that now he's made himself like he is in so many ways uh, the great american success story because he literally pulled himself up he had his father's business yes but the vetting system for that was one of the worst childhoods outside of an actual serial killer he started uh stealing cars he ran moonshine for a short 20 bucks a jug sounds like a good racket to me baby yeah you run moonshine at 12 that's how you know you're a fucking (laughs) you're fucking in a poor neighborhood just he so this is another thing we're guaranteed vince mcmahon learned business from the older guys that ran that's very good point because every single drug dealer in high school i've ever met also is like like our good friend monty scott said everything i learned about business i learned from dealing drugs in high school and i guarantee that vince mcmahon was the exact same way where he understood and there's nothing better to prime you for the challenges of professional wrestling than moonshine like that kind of thing where it's like the cops will look the other way because who cares it's moonshine but you still have to front up people and people still will try and fucking steal your money and shit like that and you still there's still like a a weird masculinity in dealing moonshine and like sorry in selling moonshine that is for sure not there when you're actually in legitimate business because like the law has your back yeah, it's you're out there in the fucking ether. The the law, there is no police in the moonshine or the wrestling game. There's just who has the bigger guy that's willing to do the crazier thing. And from then from here on out, Vince McMahon begins to build up to the monster we will discuss for the next year. Um at a certain point Vince uh leaves traditional school or do we want to talk about the points of psychopathy that Vince qualifies for and then go into his school years and his meeting of Linda in the break? Or do we want to do that all after the break? I say 
We talk about the list of sociopathy stuff that he qualifies for, and then break Linda and the future. Dylan, thoughts? I think we could just talk about the psychopath stuff another time. I just want to read the list because this. I'm just going to read the list, ladies and gentlemen. Here are. Yeah, sure. Well, read the list of uh, of. Read the definitions of uh, psychopathy and uh, sociopathy, and then we'll go to. Break. These are the 16 key traits of a psychopath. Superficial charm and good intelligence. Hello, Vince. Very charming. You convinced Dick Ebersol that another football league that started The Rock for no reason was a good idea. Absence of delusions and other signs of uh, irrational thinking. Roman Reigns' entire career. Absence of nervousness or neurotic manifestations. No sneezing. Where are all the wrestlers going? Unreliability. I mean, he actually does seem pretty reliable. Uh, untruthfulness, <laughs> untruthfulness and insincerity? Of course. You're the champion forever. You're a great athlete, except I decide who's the champion. I control the world. Lack of remorse and shame. He made Trish bark like a dog and then yelled at Bob Costas about it as if it was Bob's fault. Inequality-motivated antisocial behavior. Need I say more? Poor judgment and... Ina inadequately motivated antisocial oh, sorry. behavior. Inadequately motivated antisocial behavior. So much. Poor judgment and failure to learn by experience. XFL2. Thank you very much. Uh, pathological egocentricity and incapacity for love. Have you met Have you met Shane? Shane's just trying. I don't know. I don't know about the incapacity for love. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Vince McMahon well enough to be like, he cannot love. <laughs> uh, general poverty in major effective reactions. I mean, weirdly, he actually is pretty good in a fucking uh, crisis, apparently, and is actually very good at helping people when there are problems. But, yeah. Specific loss of insight. How he treats women. Unresponsive. <laughs> so, yeah, you're like, I don't really know what that means. Sure, let's do that. Uh, unresponsiveness in general interpersonal relations. The time that he used the N-word on Monday Night Raw while looking at Booker T. Uh, fantastic and uninviting behavior with alcohol and sometimes without it. I can do mountains of cocaine and I don't get addicted to it. Now time to drink doers and then go to the gym. Watch, by the way, that quote is like anonymous, so it could just be a wives tale. But it is a great, it's a quote. great quote, which I choose to believe is true. Suicide threats rarely carried out. I don't know. He's idea. never talked about suicide. That would be the ultimate weakness. Sex life, impersonal, trivial, and poorly integrated. Yeah. I mean, he cheats on his wife, but this is also stuff. This is also weirdly stuff that you just we've just come to expect from a guy that runs a business because of movies yeah. and failure to follow any life plan. I think that one. You no, can't that really. one. Vince, Vince is the, Vince is the opposite of that. He wants to buy NBC, kill Dick Ebersol, and then die. Yeah, Vince's plan is buy NBC, turn it into a program where all of the shows feature wrestlers but not wrestling, and then die. <laughs> We've rebooted 30 Rock starring The New Day as uh, Liz Lemon and Pat Patterson as Jack Donaghy. <laughs> yeah. Now oh, what? Now I know Pat's secret. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about when uh, Vince's life changed for the better in a vague way, which is um, he finally meets his dad. Good God. I've been, uh, I've, been I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com <laughs> backslash wrestler review. <laughs> 
and donate <laughs> and donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For twenty-five bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zumoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Vince McMahon is 12 years old. Jesus fucking Christ. This man has lived quite a life for 12 years. What turned what turned his light around life around? And this is the most Vince McMahon thing in the world. Uh, his dad's wife said we shouldn't have kids. You should reconnect with your other kids. And he met his real dad. Exactly. Juanita, who we talked about, who was buried with Vince McMahon Sr., the man, the woman who he gave all of his money to, Juanita, was the, basically said, reconnect with your kids. Vince Sr. said, I don't know, they're fucking losers. And then he did. None of them are as cool as Bruno. How did Vince McMahon Jr. end up as a psychopath and Rod McMahon is seemingly like, don't put me on TV. I, I don't even believe social media is terrible. I also think the television set has ruined uh, has ruined uh, humanity because people used to be one of doctors or mayors or pillars of the community. And now they just want to be some loser on a reality show. I'm Rod McMahon, and I really get it. And then Vince McMahon's like, oh, if you can't do seven lines of coke at once and then you die, that means that God beat you. I beat God every day. It's just like raising two different fucking kids. I just I just think about Rod McMahon way more than I think is healthy. Like, what the fuck? Where, where is he? He's just seemingly like a nice... He's just seemingly in a man who is somehow well-adjusted. Or we... Or just stays out... Maybe he's even more... Maybe Rod McMahon is the guy who came up with Blood Diamonds. <laughs> Why don't we just get oh, these that's fucking, a good fucking point. kids to mine for the diamonds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rod McMahon. Vince, you distract the world. I'm going to go and invent a type of oil that makes you beat your wife. Or maybe Rod McMahon walked in flipping a corn and he's like, why don't we just turn water into a commodity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod McMahon runs a Nestle. Yeah, Rod, yeah, Rod McMahon. Here's what you don't know is, yeah, Nestle uh, is Latin for Rod McMahon was here. <laughs> so Vince McMe Mick Vince McMeets Vince meets his uh, dada at 12 years old. He also goes to um what do you call this um oh my god he goes to camp mil not military camp what did they call it John tell he me goes to military school goes to military school and almost doesn't he almost doesn't graduate because he told all the graduate graduates to drop their trousers during the graduation, causing him to almost be expelled. I, yeah, and then kiss his ass, and they all did. Yeah, and then they all joined the Kiss My Ass Club, and Vince McMahon um, <laughs> went, this is going to be a thing, and everyone was like, like, a thing for what? And he's like, oh, I'm going to start a company called World Wrestling Entertainment, and they're like, what do you, what? You really got your life planned down? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so, I mean, Juanita really is the person who came up with the WWE. Yeah, in a weird way, Juanita was looking. If it's not for this, if it's not for this lady, Juanita was looking out for number one and just went, "All right, this old fuck is wheezing a lot, and it seems like his stomach is mostly cancer. I better get some young bloods in here to fucking protect the invest." Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. But apparently him and Vince Sr. and Vince Jr. get along immediately. Like, they are immediately long lost. Obviously, they're freaking... Uh, son and dad. They they get along really, really well. Just because that honestly was a surprise to me. I figured that there would have been some sort of resentment or something. But obviously, if there is, that Vince has buried that to its utmost degree. Yeah. No tucking, only crying. <laughs> Just do the crying. No fucking talking. So in Playboy, he said, it's funny how you don't know what you're missing. Uh, you, what you're missing if you never had it. Then I met my dad. I fell in love with him. We got very, very close. But we both knew we could never go back. There's a tendency to try and play catch-up, but you can't. You miss those years. There will always be something missing between us, but there was no reason to discuss it. I was just grateful for the chance to spend time with him. Isn't that amazing? Because oh, he was being in the... He, he would also see him in the summers, which must have been insane, because it's like, okay... <laughs> 10 months of the year you live in a fucking trailer park and then two months of the year you're in like a beautiful home going to wrestling events like you're literally at fantasy camp and then the, it's like nope get back in the hole oh your brother hasn't dug a trench quick enough you don't get to shit today oh, it's fucking insane yeah man he meets Linda McMahon when he is 16 and she's 13 uh, and I want to read the quote directly because it is uh I will say this. Something that you could only write back then. Go ahead. Um, because it is very much a 16-year-old being like, I saw that 13-year-old and I thought, hey, yummy, yummy, yum, yum. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Um, all right, can't find the quote right now. But he gets his first weightlifting, uh, he gets his first weightlifting equipment from uh, Dr. Jerry Graham. Oh, yes. We've discussed this so many times. Let me just quickly sum up for those of you for some reason who have not listened to past episodes. Dr. Jerry Graham is Vince's favorite wrestler. Jerry Graham stole his mom's dead body from a hospital. Jerry Graham's fucking crazy. Go ahead. And Juanita helped Vince dye his hair bleach blonde like his hero, Dr. Jerry Graham. And basically, he was the... And this is kind of speaking to everyone's point, but Dr. Jerry Graham is Vince's favorite wrestler. He's 14. He doesn't know wrestling's fake. And he's like, I like the, I like the guy who cheats. And also, who's driving drunk 24 hours of the day. And he said he loved Dr. Dre Graham because, obviously, Vince is a hoodlum. He's like, he didn't take no shit from nobody. And he was his gimmick at all times. He was this big, fat, strong guy smoking cigars inside and fucking calling people hooters. He would drive through New York in an open-topped car, no matter the, the weather, uh, lighting cigars with $100 bills. That's how he basically promoted wrestling matches. And because it was the fucking 50s, people were like, who's that man? I don't know. He's going into that boxing arena. Let's go buy some tickets to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, he had bleach blonde hair, a red red suit with red shoes, and it was like immediately, like, apparently his dad's like, what the fuck have I done? Like, immediately his kid's like, oh, thanks for having me, dad. Anyway, I'm a clown now. Vince almost became the Joker is what happened. Thanks for inviting me into New York, Dad. I'm now a doctor. Let's play doctor. <laughs> I've only got knives. Vince 
ends up uh, marrying, obviously, Linda. His dad is very much against it. Because he said that he would never graduate (laughs) college. Vince claimed, no, it's the only way I will graduate college. Essentially, Linda provided structure for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon lacked any sort of uh, uh, um, appropriate family home. While Linda came from a very good, balanced family, the Evans family, where Vince was an often fixture starting from the age of 16 when Linda was 13. Yucker, duck, duck, duck. Um, they've essentially been together ever since, although probably just in geography, not emotionally or mentally. And I'm paraphrasing here, but basically when they said, you know how you meet, what was it like when you met your wife and you make up something like, we're like, oh, you know, I looked into her eyes and I knew I'm seeing the rest of my life. But Vince basically goes like, she was at church and I saw her and I was like, she's got talent. Yeah. <laughs> she's like she's got he literally says she had potential. She was relatively buxom and she had potential. I mean, right the, which the is one of the fucking I've never heard you could ever say. The word relatively looks <laughs> sounds so uncomfortable. And uh if you're thinking about other 13-year-olds, she had jugs anyway. So let's talk about the fiscal year. <laughs> Can you stop saying this? No, I can't. It seems like you got good hips for making a fucking kid. Let me throw some goo in you. <laughs> but obviously, this is a weird thing because obviously Vince Sr. is like, don't get married. I got married to your mom and it sucked. <laughs> so you're just going to have two shitty fucking kids that your ne- your second wife makes you be friends with. Hey. Wanna know why, Linda, you won't go out with me? I think that our genetic codes would make for kids I could control. Yeah, all right, here's the direct quote. Um, The choir stands up to sing, and I saw this statuesque, relatively buxom young lady, and I said, yeah, okay, we've got some promise here. (laughs) I don't like that. The second thing that happens after high school is Vince enrolled in North Carolina University where he studied business, and then he got expelled for uh, shaving his pubes and handing them in as an assignment and saying, I'm a real fucking Vince man. refused to sit exams. Instead, he just tried to sell uh, the, uh, the professor Jerry Graham headshots, claiming that they could cure things like you being a pussy or your bone not pleasing your wife like when I fuck her. <laughs> Vince said this to Playboy about his university experience. I hated economics. Sat in the back row. It d- didn't like the subject. It's about numbers, not people. Wasn't wild about statistics either. This just means I have a learning disability and I didn't understand, but he's like, numbers aren't people i'd love to just get up in statistics and be like numbers aren't people and the guy's like okay uh biggest guy here you have to leave because you're scaring me and stop talking about how numbers aren't people uh the thing you need to know about money is that it's not important all that is important is power pretty much and it's just like uh prof i have a question why didn't you just kick the fucking shit out of him what are you talking about yeah if someone has money, so if, if uh, here on uh, chart A, we're looking at money, and chart B is me kicking the shit out of you, and the result is, give me ten bucks. Okay. Here's some math for you, bitch. You plus me equals you. Bad. Divide it. <laughs> also, Vince only gives interviews to, like, co- other than the New York Times, conservative. Le- he has another quote from the Toronto Sun. Uh, this is just about basically I thought it was how the Toronto Linda Star, was very smart. Which I was like, oh, what the fuck was he doing? No, son. Good. So for context, obviously, 
the I don't know what the conservative newsletter or newspaper is in wherever you're listening, but the Toronto Sun, laughably conservative. For a brief time, yeah, had yeah, their yeah. own Canadian Fox News network called Sun TV, which featured aged comedian Glenn Foster essentially going on and going, now let me tell you, all right, I'm all for acceptance, but uh, if you're, you, the problem with the Liberal Party is they're different, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, exactly. The darkest skin tone I'll accept in my house is Spanish. This is my show. I talk about it every week for two hours. Glenn Foster, by the way, is the only comedian that I know of that put on his own album and made someone else listen to it, and they were in a snowstorm, and they got distracted, and he reset and put the track back so the guy could keep listening to the album. He is a hero. Yeah, he'll make you listen to his album, and then when uh, when he gets a laugh on the recording, he looks over at you <laughs> to see if you're laughing. Just terrifying. After university, uh, Vince and Linda moved to Washington, D.C., where Vince started work as a traveling salesman, a job he hated but was necessary to provide for his growing family. Despite his father's uh, resistance, Vince knew he wanted how he wanted to be employed. He primarily spent his time hounding his father for an opportunity to enter the wrestling business. Shane was born January 5th, 1970. Vince McMahon, as a traveling salesman, would have been fantastic. Buy this fucking vacuum cleaner or I'll shove it up your fucking ass, you stupid bitch. What? Get off of my stoop. Very well, but I'm taking a shit on it. Ah. I love it. Um, I just like the idea that Vince McMahon uh, got us started business by selling a type of food that I guarantee none of his wrestlers are allowed to eat. The cone of an ice cream. Which you it? put your fucking you put ice cream <laughs> in your hands and you eat it like a dog. See, here's the whole thing that, that Vince basically talks about in his Playboy interview. This is here's another quote directly from that interview, which is very good. Uh, I wasn't good at selling fucking machines. They have no personality. I went from a job selling cups and sweetheart ice cream cones for the Maryland Cup Corporation in Owings Mills, right outside Baltimore. One day I'm at, ta- uh, at a Tasty Freeze talking about cups and cones and plastic seal. One guy's looking right through me and I say, you don't care, do you? And he says, no, I don't. Now, is this going to be a good deal or what? And I realized I didn't really care either. See, here's the thing. he If he's dealing with just people, he can manipulate people. He knows how people work. You can't really... I mean, you can as a salesman. It's weird that he didn't really excel at that, to be honest. But, I mean, obviously you're a kid at this point and you just want to do what you're passionate about. Well, it's well. also because the other half of it, and we talk about, we is that all from the age of 12, basically onward, first Vince wants to be a wrestler, then no longer is allowed to be a wrestler because the first thing that his dad does is dash that dream. So Vince is just desperate to get into the wrestling business throughout the rest of his basically life until he is allowed to ent- enter the wrestling business he's just begging his dad to let him give him an opportunity to join the family business yeah vince McMahon's childhood was basically a synopsis of it would have been the backstory of bane from the dark knight yeah that's a very good point yeah a man is in a hole and then he he does one good thing is punished for it and then goes never acting on that impulse again he was yeah he was definitely uh born into darkness and vince senior probably assumes that that didn't happen i don't know how much he knew he's irish there's no way he asked about his childhood he's not gonna ask his son about his childhood apparently he only said i love you once and that was on his deathbed uh to vince of course 
and I guarantee they didn't talk about their childhood or whatever. But as so Vince Senior is basically trying to do his new wife Juanita a solid just by raising this child, and he kind of doesn't realize that he's treating a, he's got a tiger but he thinks it's a dog if that makes any sense because he's just got this super driven fucked up kid whereas his childhood was like yeah my dad was distant but he was always there as was my mom i just had like a stable normal childhood and that's another thing that vince said about meeting linda was he basically went to linda's family for the first time and was like what the fuck is this why are you guys having dinner together you guys are fucking weird yeah why is no one yelling why is no one crying so this is weird because you guys say grace instead of dad pointing a gun at mom and said give me yelling give me a fucking reason so i just don't get why when's the part of dinner where we all fight yeah when's the part of dinner when someone tries to fucking kill you and then we all have one piece of bologna cut into four yeah why can I not hear anyone shit? <laughs> How come no one's taking their genitals out at the dinner table? I don't yeah. understand what this Do is. Do we dig our shitholes before dinner or after dinner? In the, Mc- <laughs> in the McMahon house, we do it before and after. We shit big. We shit fucking big. But, all right, so let's do best and worst about Vince McMahon. Don't say the, the worst is probably that, you know, obviously beaten from birth until 12 and then probably a victim of a horrible assault um i'd say the the, honestly the best thing i'm surprised about the most is like vince mcmahon would never use his the thing about vince he would never use his childhood to get sympathy and he never has and i think that honestly is something to be admired because he easily could be like constantly talking about his own childhood and how shitty he had it and talking about how he is a rags to riches story but he's so nuts that he's always like instead of talking about a rags to riches story he's just like well i and this is also totally why he's a libertarian now because he's like he doesn't understand that the only this is going to sound messed up but the only difference between like uh if you're if you're white you just have access even if you're super poor yeah but he, he in his mind he sees like oh i've why are these guys struggling? I had it hard, too. I had a horrible childhood, but now things are great for me. But he doesn't realize he's like, yeah, but you're a handsome, tall, white dude who had access immediately. Like, your dad, even though he was estranged, gave you the biggest wrestling territory Yeah, in the if world. it wasn't for, your, wasn't for your dad meeting a woman that seemed to actually have integrity and emotional maturity, Vince McMahon would be, I assume... A criminal mastermind in rural North Carolina. Yeah, he's it, the weird thing is that like he built uh, his childhood, the horrible childhood gave him that motivation to be really, really successful and that fucking burning desire to always keep moving. And his dad gave him the access to make that burning desire a reality. Because you can't just start a wrestling company. I mean, maybe he would have seen wrestling and got into wrestling and then become a promoter if his dad wasn't who he was. But, I mean, you can't really assume that. But it definitely gives it gives me way more sympathy for Vince McMahon knowing all this stuff. Because I didn't know. I knew he had a bad childhood. I didn't know that it was this bad. I didn't know it was like American History X bad. <laughs> yeah, and Vince is the guy who gets curb stomped at the beginning of the movie. That's who he is in American History X. Yeah. That's how bad his childhood was. But this is also totally why he's a libertarian, because yeah. 
He's a he's a bootstraps guy. He grew up shitting in a fucking hole. Like everyone everyone thinks of the fifties as this like idyllic time. Yeah, it was an idyllic. Adi- it was an idyllic. Is shitting in a hole and then a guy knocks him unconscious. <laughs> like he knocks him out while he's got shit in his ass. It was an idyllic time if you were a middle class white person in an urban environment. If you're a rural lower class person, you're shitting in a hole while a guy named Leo chases you with a fucking uh, um, a couple of pliers that he's heated up on a car battery. And this is the weird thing. It's like, I, this is what I don't understand about, like, because he talks about how him and Donald Trump basically bonded and became friends because they were, like, the laughing stocks of high society. Where they talk about, I was listening to this really long uh, podcast just about Trump getting to presidency or whatever. And he was just, like, as far as the elites in New York were concerned, he was just, he made it to every event Donald Trump did, and he would really try and make himself the center of the event, just like, someone please write about me, and no one would, and they just kind of bullied him for being so, you know, white trash and corny. And it, Vince and Donald Trump are exactly the same, because Vince shows up to these events, and for sure everyone looks at him as like, P.T. Barnum, who's that, why is this fucking carny here? But these guys went to Ivy League schools, they've had money their whole lives, you know, they've had every advantage, and Vince McMahon is a guy with multiple learning disabilities who grew up in a trailer park, and now he has more money than these guys. Yeah, Vince McMahon is the only guy that's convinced people to take on the NFL, which if you're not listening in the United States, I don't think the um, intensity of how fucking crazy that is can actually be conveyed, but it's fucking bananas. I hope Vince McMahon takes on the premiership. He, that's his next move. XF, X- XSL. XSL, baby. Extreme. And he calls it soccer in England, yeah. and everyone gets so mad. But then everyone's like, here's the idea. Everyone has a He gun. keeps correcting them, too. Uh, it's football, mate. Ah, I know it's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he corrects them. Uh, I, Of course he would. Of course he would. <laughs> What's the best thing about Vince McMahon during his childhood? He, John? although he's definitely covered up murderers, he didn't just become a serial killer. He overcame, he overcame the deck stacked against him in terms of becoming a serial killer, and did not become a serial killer. I will say this as well. He also uh, everything. So obviously, a victim of sexual abuse, a victim of physical abuse, grew up in extreme poverty. The one thing he didn't have that makes serial killers is a very traumatic injury to his brain. He did not have that. So thank God for that. He has it now. People are dead now. But at this point in history, has not killed anyone or covered up their murders. No. (laughs) Yeah, he hasn't covered up anyone. Um, And also, I think it should be said, the best thing about Vince McMahon probably is Juanita. Because she's the reason that he isn't just like invented some sort of... He would probably just have invented Monster Energy Drink before Monster Energy Drink. That's really funny. Yes, he definitely would have done that. Like, he would have, or like promoted Monster Trucks. Like, something, he would have been a millionaire in some way that was weird and what, and carny like. But, um, that Juanita is probably the the woman who saved this man's life. Like, why don't we just talk to your real kids? What a novel idea. Instead of making kids, why don't we find our own kids? What? Wait a minute. I do have kids. Oh my god. They're grown up so I don't have to <laughs> uh, they're grown up so I don't have to do the part where I talk to them about things. Very well. Blah blah blah, Juanita. You're lucky I like putting it in your turd cutter. <laughs>
Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, you can obviously get us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. That's at Wrestler Review. Twitter and Instagram. We post clips from the show every week to prompt everyone up. Oh my God! You can get us on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. We'll have uh, some more episodes on people who perpetrated horrible things, just like Vince's stepdad Yolo, on in the near future. And you can get me. I'm at Dylan Gott on Twitter and Instagram. D Y L A N G O double up that T. And then the John Hastings on Twitter and Instagram for all dates on upcoming performances. John, do you have anything to plug, you fat Melbourne bitch? Comedy Festival coming up. Come buy tickets. Suck my dick. Don't have to suck my dick. I'm married. But if you want to offer, I appreciate it. It's a company. Yeah, and if you like uh, if you like our skits, then uh, add us on social meds because uh, it's numbers that people attribute a value to, even though it doesn't fucking mean anything. Yeah. So it helps us, and you don't even have to see our fucking posts. You can just subscribe from all the fucking cock stump pics I'm Follow taking. Follow and mute us so you don't have to see all of Dylan's f- sex photos. They're from chode angle only. No woman, no test, yeah. no shaft. Just chode, yeah. subtly moving, because he fucks slow, does our Dylan. Yeah, I just tweet out that photo from that old site, Lemon Party, once a day. <laughs> That's all I do, every day. And Goatsy. I, I, t- I tweet out Goatsy once a day. Who's cool. Goatsy? It was back when the internet was just one. All right, you Google image Goatsy right now, and uh, we'll no. say goodbye for this week. Thank Bye, you. I'm not going to Google image Goatsy. See you, see you in hell, Dylan, Dylan's going to hell.